The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Rick here, taking over the First Cut feed. We're cross-posting an interview that I did with Doc Redman over on my podcast, 300 Yards to Unknown. And because Doc was so gracious with his time and I really enjoyed it, we wanted to bring it to you. So, as Doc is now a top 100 player in the world, as he's making a run in his first playoffs of his career, we're going to talk to him. I hope you enjoy All right, let me welcome in Doc Redman. Doc is already in Boston. He's on the scene. Doc, thanks for joining me, man. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. This is, uh, this is the second time we've had the opportunity to chat. The first time is going out to the CBS uh, you know, sound wave, so hopefully a lot more people will be introduced to you. But they were introduced to you a lot last week, Doc, the Wyndham Championship. Let's start there. Uh, I just want to ask you this. How would you assess your performance last week at the window? Yeah, I think it was really good. I, I hit it great. I chipped a lot better at, for four days straight than I have in a long, long time. And, you know, I putted well. I just didn't really make anything, um, which, you know, happens. But I was really happy with the week, and it was really the first time, although I'd come in second in Detroit last year, you know, I was never really – never really had a chance to win, which I guess people could argue yesterday. I didn't really either, but you know, I was still there and just a few birdies away from being tied for the lead. And, and, you know, I was the second to last group. So it was in a lot of ways, a new experience for me. Are you getting more comfortable? Like, like how does it feel to, I mean, I would argue you were very much in contention. So right. how, how does it feel when you're in that moment? And do you think it takes time to get comfortable with that? Yeah, I think just like anything, it definitely takes time to get comfortable. And, and I think it didn't hold me back yesterday by any, you know, stretch of the imagination. I, I didn't, you know, just make enough putts to win. But um, I think it's great experience going forward. I know I'm going to be in that situation again, hopefully sooner rather than later, obviously, hopefully not another year. But, right. and, you know, I'll just be that much more comfortable. And, you know, you just got to I always tell myself and I'll tell other people, you know, you got to, you got to be there to, to be able to win. So, um, you know, and you got to do it a lot because obviously I guess, you know, Tiger's great at it, but <laughs> look at guys, you know, just in general people's win percentage, whether they have the lead or whatever, whatever, you know, it's, it's not very high. So you got to be in that position a lot. Yeah. We, I mean, we talk more about guys that have 
you know, quote unquote failed on Sundays than we do got like, you know, Tiger's obviously completely different. There's, there's more, unfortunately for Tony Finau, you know, Tony Finau Sundays or Harold Varner, the third Sundays where, you know, that's what we end up talking about, but you're right. Just putting yourself in that position more and more often. Uh, are, are you a scoreboard watch scoreboard watcher? Were you completely aware of where you were at in this tournament? Yeah. I mean, I think I was, I, I don't think that, affected me at all you know there's scoreboards and I think just the human nature you know you want to look at where you're at and where other sure. people are at and and I think it's really easy to do that and then let that kind of get emotional and and you know maybe you're down and you have to get more aggressive or you're up and you get nervous and play more conservative but I think you know it was just I was looking at the board and and kind of just enjoying being up there and and trying to play the best golf I could does Billy Horschel talk as much as it seems he does? Like when we're on, when we're on the coverage, I swear I hear his voice constantly. Is he just out there jabbering the whole time? Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> he's just like you know, we all know those people who just, you know have a lot to say and have a lot on their mind, and and so yeah, you know, he was talking a lot. He's a really nice guy, and you know, that's just how he handles probably the pressure of a round of golf is just trying to you know, stay talking and keep his mind off uh, of golf. And, you know, it's a little different from how I am, as you could probably see on, on the telecast, but uh, he's a great guy. So actually our, our very own Mark Immelman was uh, following your group. Uh, he was the on-course analyst for, for you and Billy, and he described your demeanor uh, to us on the podcast afterwards as very cool, calm, collected. You didn't, didn't seem to be, you know, worried about too much. He didn't, he didn't feel like the stage was too big for you. W would you agree with that assessment? Yeah. I don't think the stage was too big for me uh, at all. You know, I was, there was nothing really to be upset about, you know, it wasn't my best day. Um, there's no doubt about that, but I still played really well with what I had. And I still think, you know, I had a great chance. So yeah, I think that's a perfect way to describe it. And that's kind of honestly what I've been working towards over the past, you know, few years of playing golf and getting into more and more high level golf is just being even keeled, you know, for 72 holes. Is that, is that natural for you? Or is this something that you feel, I mean, I know we, you and I have talked before, whether you might be working with like a sports psychologist, like is, is, is it natural for you to be this even keel or do you, are you actively trying to be that way when you're on the golf course? I think it is my natural habit to be pretty even keeled and, and somewhat quiet, but uh, I do definitely work on it hard with my sports psychologist, Corey, um, you know, just because I, you can do it, you know, a lot of the time, but I think it, it definitely helps me and I play my best when I do it all the time. So I think, you know, like I said, most of the time I am that way, but I've, I've worked hard to, to continue to, to be better and, and to be it all the time. What other things uh, are you actively working on from a mental side? Is there, is it certain swing thoughts? Is it demeanor stuff? What, what other stuff do you actively work on when you're out there? I think I'm kind of just learning and trying to work on, you know, when I get off during a round, what kind of what thoughts can I have about my swing or my mental game um, to bring me back? So just a few swing point keys, you know, I, whenever things get off for me, my swing tends to get a little long, a little longer than it probably already is <laughs> and just a little loose, you know, but um, so just remembering that and, and I get quick too. 
quicker than I already am. And yeah, so, it's it's so, not a slow swing, Doc. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so you probably couldn't tell, but sometimes I'm quicker than other times. <laughs> and so just reminding, you know, if I feel slow, it's probably just still looks quick as hell, but I, it felt like an eternity for me, and that's what it needs to feel like. So just things like that and trying to stay present, you know, worried about or just thinking about the shot that I have in front of me and, and the hole that I have in front of me and not thinking about what happened last hole or what Billy's doing next to me because, yeah. you know, I have no – I can't control what he's doing. And if he plays great and wins the tournament like Jim Herman did yesterday, then, <laughs> you know, what can I do about that? Nothing. Right. Yeah, you can only control what you can control. Um, here's, a, here's a game I like to play, and I have, I have a point for this. Uh, do you know what your current world ranking is? Yeah, I did look today. Yeah. <laughs> so you I know did. that you're 94th in the world the first time uh, in your career in the top 100. Congratulations. Well, yep, thank you. Um, so I, my, my point being that it, it appears, and this is only from the results side of it. So, you know, what I see in the box score. So I kind of want to get your take on this. And you, you, you have not played a lot of events uh, professionally. We consider right. you a young guy. But, there, you know, there appears to be this very natural progression in your results do you feel that there is a natural progression in your game or just like you know you this this is what I do I, I go out and I can compete and I can contend in my official world ranking if that's the way we want to score it it's going to continue to get better or do you feel like you are also following a similar natural progression in your game I think a little bit of both I think I have shown um like over a longer period of time that um that I can get better at every level and compete at every level, whether it be high level junior golf, you know, in college on the Canadian tour. And then all the way up here to the PGA tour, I think for some people in the media, it takes, you know, it's taken longer than they'd like, but um, yeah, I mean, I've worked really hard over the past year. Um, this being my first full year on tour and, and I knew it was just a matter of time before the results came because I think my stats look pretty darn good and yeah. I think I'm working hard on what I'm doing and so I just have to be patient and let it happen yeah the stats are great I've been um I've been touting some really wacky ball striking stats for you that are like yeah. I, I, I'm convinced that you're just and, and Mark actually mentioned this too when he was following you. He called you a flusher and he says you kind of hit a heavy ball and I mean it's it's very apparent in the stats too that that's a, obviously a strong part of your game it appears yeah definitely I've been hitting it really awesome this year and, and working really hard on getting that as consistent as possible. So week in and week out, I can, and I can hit it really well and give myself opportunities for birdies. Joel Damon uh, had a quote from a podcast. I think it was last week or the week before that kind of got some run on Twitter where he essentially made the argument like, Hey, if, if I make a million and a half bucks on tour every year for the next 10 years and I never win, like that's a big success. Now I, I know there are guys like, Rory McIlroy there are guys like Tiger Woods where they're playing for legacy type stuff they're playing for uh their place in history so what are you playing for doc and, and I know it's early in your career and you might be figuring this out over the next handful of years but like what are your goals yeah I mean I think obviously going into the next I think it's huge right now one of my big goals this year was to make it to Chicago and finish top 70 and I thought you know, obviously that's not the most lofty goal, but I thought for a first year that was that was very doable. And I think I'm in great position right now to do so with a good week this week. And I think going into next year, you know, obviously the goal is to win and 
and to be in the final groups like last week, you know, a lot more because in my opinion, you know, it might take three or four more times for me being in the last three groups to win, but that's a huge accomplishment in and of itself. And if I put together rounds like I did Sunday and things go a little more my way, you know, it's going to happen. So I definitely want to, and of course it's my, my goal to win and, right. and just be the best I can. I, you know, I don't want to set a limit for myself, but, you know, being 94 in the world, I think, you know, getting the top 50 would be great in, in the next year or two. And then we can go from there. You know, I can't jump from 94 to nine like that. You know, it's a progression, right. I think. Yeah. And then you start getting into the WGCs and you start right. getting into stuff like that. And then it's a whole, whole different ball game. Um, you know, it is interesting. I think you and I might've chatted about this last time where I don't think the general public understands two things how difficult it is to actually win a golf tournament and and secondly like how like everything kind of has to go right or at least with the margin like the margins are razor thin right like i thought you hit some good putts on sunday you thought you hit some good putts on sunday i think a couple of them lipped out we're talking about the smallest possible margins that you know essentially for some of these guys define careers you know what i mean right yeah i think it, it is such small margin it's crazy and and I don't think people realize it until you go, you know, walk a Sunday round with some of the lead groups or, or get to caddy or whatever, you know, and it's, it's crazy. It is, it's tough. Someone's always playing really good and, and it truly does take four rounds of really good golf to win a golf tournament. Um, you know, I played two really good rounds and, and two pretty darn good rounds and, you know, I'm lost by three. So it's, you know, yeah. It's tough. It's really tough. And, but it's very doable. You know, you never know when you're going to catch fire. Do you prefer, or maybe you don't care, but do you prefer uh, like a 21 under par winning score? So, sometimes we see like you younger guys, or at least guys that uh, we see a lot on the corn Ferry tours. Those things get into to shootouts right. every single yeah. week where you just, you have to know the gas is on the right and, and you just press it until it's over. Do you prefer 21 under? Do you think you're, you're better suited for that? You might be better suited if it's a, a, a more difficult course. Where do you, or do you care at all? No, I don't think really, I really care. I, I do really love playing the tough courses like a PGA um, you know, two weeks ago where it's just really a grind and I played great for three days, the last three days there and <laughs> shot six under for three days. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's a little different than last week, but then I think it also, you know, I couldn't, no one could do that every week. It's, it's too brutal. It's too mentally taxing and um, it's fun to go out in a place like last week and, and make a bunch of birdies. You know, I think that's what, everyone loves everyone likes to play well and make birdies right just the general public and I think it's interesting that sometimes people don't look like that we you know play so well on some of those courses um <laughs> maybe they're just jealous but uh that we are <laughs> right but um no I mean I, I think I like them both I think uh they both you know sue me really well and and as I continue to get better you know I can can contend more in in those major type courses I love it. Um, transitioning to, to this week, you know, this is going to be your first crack at the playoffs. You mentioned it. It is your, your 60th in the FedEx cup standings right now. So if we were at, if we were in Chicago this week, you'd be there. Uh, but you know, you've probably got some work to do now. I, I guess let's start with, let's start with this. 
do you have a specific goal? Do you know, like, I don't, I don't know the calculations, right? I don't know if you finish in the top 30, you're going to be in for Olympia fields. If you don't right. care, like what, what, what's your, what's your mindset here with the added layer of FedEx cup standings that are actually going to eliminate guys from the playoffs? I don't think I'll, I'm going to try not to handle it any, any way different. You know, I still want to, the goal is still to go out there and compete and, and try and win, you know, just like every week and, and hopefully be up there on, on Sunday. So, you know, I'm not just trying to make a cut or whatever. It's a strong field. And I think that's, it's a blast to play in strong fields like the PGA when everyone's there and there's really a lot of hype around the tournament. So, you know, it's business as usual. Okay. So let's talk about business as usual. So we, we are recording this on a Monday. Uh, you are, you are in, you're in town. Uh, now what, what is your week look like? I assume there are practice rounds, maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, like how are you going to prepare for this event? Yeah. So, um, now that there's no Wednesday pro-ams, which is actually really nice. Um, okay. <laughs> you know, I guess I was never in them anyway, but you can't do much on Wednesdays because of them. And now the week's just a lot more open. But tomorrow I'll, you know, do a workout and um, get some work in with my short game coach, Josh Gregory, and, and end up playing nine holes. And then, honestly, it'll be pretty similar Wednesday. Tuesday and Wednesday are pretty similar, just nine holes and some practice. Um, you know, everyone does it differently, though. Some guys will play 18. That's just a little too much and a little, a little tiring for me. Um, I don't want to try and be a little fresher come the end of the week. Um, so it's, it's a light week, you know. Remind me, are you traveling with, do you have the same caddy every single week? I do. Yes. And you guys, is it just the two of you that are trying, like how big's your, and I know it's kind of different COVID times, but like, what's your, what's your crew looking like these days? Yeah, it's, um, it's him and I, uh, really my short game coach, Josh comes out every week. He has a bunch of players out here. Mm. So that's really nice. And at PGA, uh, my college coach who's my swing coach, Jordan Bird came out. Um, so I guess it's ever changing, but I don't have a huge, uh, huge posse like a lot of people. <laughs> You're not rolling 10 or 12 guys deep. I am not. No. <laughs> uh, cool. Okay. So uh, now you don't seem, we kind of t touched on this a little bit earlier. You don't, I don't feel like you're the guy that type that gets nervous. Like, you know, your first tee shot on Thursday or am I wrong there? I guess it's a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I remember maybe Jack or Arnold was saying old quote, like if you're not nervous, then you shouldn't be there, you know, and yeah. it's a little bit of nerves, but more so on Thursday, it's just a, the anxiousness of getting it going. And once you get going, you know, it's golf as usual. Um, one of the things that uh, we always debate, and I'd like for you to, to weigh in on this, the, the split, you either go AM PM or PM AM. Uh, do if you could only pick one, for the rest of your career, which would it be? Man, I think <laughs> that's tough. I, <laughs> I see. I thought there was only one answer to this. So I'm so glad that you are going to get like, probably gonna, you've already given this more thought than I have. <laughs> probably PMAM. Wow. Okay. I'm surprised by that. Really? Wow. I, yeah. I don't know. Just, I feel like just knocking it out. And especially if you're kind of on a roll, it's nice mm. to just keep it going and you don't have to think much about anything you just you know you're just playing good golf and going out there I guess you know it's kind of tiring but then you know hopefully you make the cut and you you get to rest before the weekend which is great yeah I guess I guess that if you're on a roll the quick turnaround I suppose would be better I just assume that you play early in the morning on Thursday you you, you know you get 
you get to the long rest for for thir- for Friday afternoon, and then right. assuming you're playing well, you get like late tea times the rest of the week. Yeah, that's true. I guess it's so hard to say because you know you get so many. It's I don't know. You get you get them you know probably equally and. And the draws are, you know, the wind and the weather is different every week. You just got to kind of roll with the punches. So this this just continues to fit in with this, uh, like your your laid back even keel. Like, oh yeah, whatever, right. whatever you throw at me is all good. I'm over here like demanding a.m. p.m. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it's a little bit different. Um, cool. So one of, one of the other things that uh, I think is fun, and I don't think we got to do this the last time you and I chatted, is uh, I, I like to ask if you could change one rule about golf uh what would it be and and i'll give you a a second to think about that because i'll give you some examples um cheyenne woods told us uh she would let you get one mulligan a week and you would choose how you would use that whether it's sunday afternoon uh thursday morning like whatever it is you get one mulligan a week which i think would be pretty fun mine is that you get free relief from a divot in the fairway because i think that is like the most unfair thing in golf right. uh yeah. do you have a rule that you would change you know i've heard a lot of i feel like a lot of people have brought this up to me or are you just thinking about you know back on a round like man if if that had just been an inch right or an inch left so kind of thinking about the mulligan but more just like if you had you know a foot around or something to mm. you could move your ball you don't even have to move it that foot you can move it three inches here three inches there and oh man you know that could be kind of fun. Um, yeah, like because if you lip out like three putts, right. you just made three putts. Right, exactly. You know, <laughs> um, I think it's great that they changed the pin. The you can leave the pin in now. I mean, mm. there's no reason you shouldn't be able to do that. The divot thing is, it might be unlucky, but I feel like it's just part of the game. Kind of like when you plug it in the bunker. You know, it sucks. It's stupid, but. That's how it is. I guess. And I completely agree. I agree that it's okay if some things are bad luck, but like the divot one to me is, I, I, I think the big thing about golf and protecting the field is like everyone kind of plays it in the same condition. Well, that's not true if your ball lands in a guy's divot who went through three, group, three groups earlier. Right. Well, I mean, to that point, everyone's – It's I was lucky this year because last year when I was playing, I was in the sponsors' exemptions, the – the last tee times a lot. And with, I mean, when you come around on Friday afternoon, mm. the greens are beat to crap, let me yeah. tell you. And I mean, it's honestly a big disadvantage when you, when you're teeing off in the back of the pack. So, I mean, that's not really, I don't think if you go off first in the morning with perfect greens, you know, that's a hell of a lot better than those guys coming off last. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess we could, we could play this game all, right. all it's, night, it's, right? <laughs> but there's just, there's just so many. Um, and, and then the always the argument about the divots is what, what constitutes a divot. Right. And I, and I, my opinion on that is if you have to ask, it's a divot. Like if it's not the fairway, yeah. it's a divot. <laughs> True. That is a good point. <laughs> you calling rules officials all the time. It's yeah. So- that's an, uh, yeah. How, how do you feel about the pace of play? Because that's, a, that's always a hot topic for us. And we're like, and PGA tour live kind of ruins this for us because you know, they only show feature groups or whatever. Right. So we, we watch you guys you know how long it's taken line up putts and we watch when there's right. a backup or whatever, but like on, on the course, what, like, how do you feel about the pace of play? I think on Thursday and Friday, uh, you know, it can be slow at times, especially depending on, 
just how the course plays, like reachable par fives and such. But from our perspective, obviously there's some slow people, but, you know, we're so locked into the golf. I think it kind of just takes takes as long as it takes. I mean, no one complains about their eight-hour workday, you know. Like, that's just how it is. <laughs> I think everyone complains about their well, eight-hour workday. Um, no, I get your point. not moving any faster. But, <laughs> right. You know, then come, honestly, come Saturday, Sunday, when we get into twosomes, I think it flies. You know, oh, you really? think and you're on 14, which, I mean, you can easily play in, you know, three and a half hours, which I think is pretty good for high-level competitive golf where, you know, stuff really does matter. Right. Every shot literally does matter. And, and I mean, we right. saw that. This is, it, the, this is the time of year we see that even more with the FedEx Cup stuff. Right, exactly. And, and I know it, it probably it – is, it does seem like a long time for fans, but I don't know. When you're in it and you're so focused and, and you know, you're trying to play the best you can, and especially if you're playing well, you know, if I got to be out there for five and a half hours but I'm playing well, then so be it. Yeah. Yeah, you don't care. And I, I, I mean, I don't care watching it. I just know that that's what everybody wants to talk about is, right. like, you know, how, how, how dare this guy not hit a provisional or whatever. I think it's kind of – I don't, I don't really know how we can – you know, it's tough to really speed it up, I think. I don't really know what, what all we could do. I don't know what people are proposing. Either do I. That, yeah. That's the thing. It's, it's complaining without proposing an actual I think, solution. I think football takes a long time now, so – yeah, well, it, it, that takes a long time, uh, and and there's little action between the plays. I mean, there's like, I don't there's like, like golf, right? Yeah, true. There, there's not a lot going on. It takes a while between plays. I mean, <laughs> but I'm sure if you were on the field playing, you wouldn't be bored, right? Because there's a bunch of other stuff going on, and right, or, exactly. Yeah, you're with your friends playing the game you love. Exactly. Uh, all right. So what is so your Monday night? Uh, it sounds like it's consisting of Hurricanes Bruins game four, yeah. I believe. Right? Is that right? Yeah. Hurricanes Bruins game four. Doing some laundry and <laughs> hanging out. So <laughs> living the life. Living the life on the road. I love it. Yeah. Um, Doc, best of luck this week, man. I, I re- we're rooting for you. I uh, really appreciate you coming on, and uh, I'm sure there's plenty of good stuff in your future but i hope the run continues this week thank you very much appreciate you having me okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.